Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Ramble by Energy Sport, the 42nd best FPL podcast in the land and the unofficial best student show. It's been a while, listener, we took some time off over the Christmas break, but we are very happy to be coming back strong in 2021 with a double game week kicking off our coverage in the new year. My name is Jack Donnelly and this is a show on Energy Sport that takes a look ahead at the upcoming game week in the Premier League, whilst giving you insightful and thought-out thought out FPL tips for you to succeed in your mini leagues. Speaking of many leagues, ours is still available to join your slot in with your current points total, so there's no concern about starting from the bottom. Our league is joined over with code DPPRDJ. Also, you can follow us over on Twitter at Fantasy Ramble, where we are going to be uploading our full game week predictions from our panel of hosts and writers. Speaking of hosts, I've got three of Energy Sports' top shelf joining me today. Firstly, we've got one of the regulars and Mr. Jamie McIntosh. It's good to have you, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. for a nice, productive... Friday morning, out for a nice walk with the dog. It's a bit milder in Edinburgh today, so it was, it was a wee bit nice. Still a bit slippy in parts, but I had my had my perma grips on, so I was all right. <laughs> Nineteen ninety nine attempts. As I heard they weren't as good as uh, the the label says they were, though. Yeah, you need to be a bit careful underfoot. Mm, absolutely. Uh, we're all. We've also got another one of the regulars in Mister Struan Garvey joining us today. How are you, mate? A, a wee last minute inclusion from yourself. I know, I know, it was a last minute call up, but I'm, I'm always happy to come on. It's it's snowing out here. Well, it's actually it's stopped for the moment, but it's it's very nice. It's it's nice and snowy out here in Stirlingshire. I wish you could say the same. We don't we don't really get snow during the west very often. Is that the salty sea? It's a salt. It's a salt in the air. And that's just from <laughs> our tears of Kilmarnock fans after Steve Clark left. That's what's kept the air so salty uh, down in the air, sir. Sean McGill's here. <laughs> just wanted. To... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sean McGill is making his first ever fantasy ramble appearance, and Sean, Sean, you've got some interesting thoughts on fantasy football, don't you? I shite. <laughs> I, I don't know why am I here. Um, because you played your, you found out what a wild card was, and you played that this week. I so I thought I'd give it a try since there's lots of points available, but and I just I don't know. I think the Premier League's been largely horrendous this year so maybe this will get me a little bit more interested in it we'll see i probably will hate it again in a week but Aye, no. i'm just here to bring a different sort of dimension to the show like you all like talking about your fantasy football i'm just here to say how stupid it is uh, we've got contrasting views that that's what we do here over at energy sport we bring different viewpoints together to get bring you top-notch content that's really really what we're all about there we go so, see, it's all part of our plan all part of our grander plan it I think I think you're you're not the only one that's thinking the Premier League's horrendous. Struan will back me up here. It's been one of the worst seasons for fantasy football just because of everything going on. I mean, COVID so and players not doing well and just everything getting rescheduled. It's been a bit rubbish, hasn't it? You just you just you just never know who's going to be available. There's so many last minute call offs and random injuries, and it's just every game is so hard to predict. It's just not great at the moment. What's the bit Southampton Leicester gets called off because Danny Ings has tested positive for COVID? Probably quite high. Mm, I don't know. Probably, yeah. If it was in the FA Cup, they'd maybe let it run and they'd have to play the kids, but because it's Premier League, they'll probably cancel and delay it. I think it's poor. Play the kids regardless. Just get Michael Obafemi starting up front or something. I don't know. Uh, we usually do something... We usually kind of break down our show into segments because I know I need to explain this for Sean because I highly doubt he's ever listened to an episode of this show I mean <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to lie <laughs> no it's fine no it's fine you just no because you would just make yourself look like even more of a fool uh-huh. because we, we, all, we all know Sean doesn't care about fantasy football but he's here anyway to give a different viewpoint so what we usually do Sean we usually kind of break this down into three different segments so we've got your, your premium picks which is the three biggest fixtures of the weekend and we can right. have more in-depth conversation about them. We've got okay. the wildcard options, which you, you're now familiar with what that means. Yeah. And that's just kind of three smaller fixtures that there's still a wee bit to talk about, but they're not as important. And then we've got the locked-in 11, which is your team of the week for the fantasy game week. So the team that you would put together to get you maximum points, basically. But right. we're not doing any of that today. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. so it's a bit of a redundant explanation, but just... For the fans at home, they'll appreciate it. Because it's a double game week and there's many, many more fixtures to cover than usual, I felt it best not to kind of focus on any one fixture, but focus on the kind of biggest teams and what the team the teams could stand to gain from this game week because they're playing more than once. It'd be harder to nail down however many fixtures we would want to talk about. 
plus there's not a lot of high profile fixtures we've got two standouts three th- a couple of maybe more wild card suggestions but then the rest are a bit diddy to be quite honest with you mm. so what we're going to do we're going to have a greater look at the whole double game week itself and have a discussion about which teams have the best chance of picking up six points from six and most importantly in the context of this show stand to earn the highest amount of fpl points from managers all across the globe so i'm gonna i'm gonna start things off by just making a fairly obvious statement i think manchester city are going to do very well in this double game week Two home games against Crystal Palace and Aston Villa. I mean, Villa could potentially pose a bit more of a challenge, but I, d- I don't know if anyone wants to contest the fact that I'm going to say that City win two from two here. No. I agree. Probably. Uh, yeah. What, what, what do we reckon? Like, I mean, one thing that City have become very, very well known for in terms of fantasy football is rotation. Uh, we don't see a lot of consistency from Pep Guardiola in his lineups. Aside from Ederson in goal. With this double game week in mind, you would presume that rotation would be a massive part of what's going to happen. But can can we see any City players definitely maintaining their position? I mean, I can think of a few off the top of my head, but I want, I want to uh, gauge your guys' thoughts as well. So, Jamie, I mean, who, who in this City squad would you kind of put your faith in for appearing twice and therefore getting you a minimum four points and realistically more considering who they're playing? Well, I've got Ederson, Diaz and De Bruyne all in my team. Um, I've been really impressed with Diaz since he's come in. Mm. Obviously, they spent quite a lot of money to get him in. And, you know, I always feel like when you spend a lot of money on a player, you're going to play him. And, you know, you would like to think that I think Diaz has come in, much like Jao Cancelo. I don't have him in my team, but I think he's another one that I would put faith in to, to probably start both games. I think he's been excellent recently. And we all know that City are a different team with De Bruyne in it. They're playing a different kind of formation now. We've sort of touched on previously that they've sort of tried to play a bit of a false nine now. You saw at Stamford Bridge, De Bruyne sort of played through the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, they blew Chelsea away, obviously, as we know. <laughs> but but um, I think there's there's certainly not too many that I would uh, I would put faith in to, to start. Sterling didn't start against um, Brighton the other night and then came on and missed the penalty. So... I'm not sure I'd be rushing to bring him in. Mares was the first one that was substituted the other the other night, so again, I'm not sure I would rush to bring him in. Phil Foden had another good game, so he's a bit cheaper as well. Mm-hmm. So he's somebody that I, I would quite like to see feature. But you just never know with Pep, do you? you know, this is the problem. No, that is the real problem. I mean, it's it's just classic Pep Guardiola. We've seen it for years at this point. It was a problem last season, and it's been even more of a problem with all the... Uh, Covid call offs and everything like that this season. Uh, Stu and Jamie made the point about uh, Ruben Diaz there. Again, he's been fantastic and he seems to have built up a really good partnership with John Stones, of all people. And he mentioned, he also mentioned Jao Cancelo. So it really does seem to be kind of city defenders that are, are picking up a lot of attention from uh, FPL managers. So could, could, you, could you see Guardiola sticking with a back four? Definitely. Or could you see him potentially bringing in the likes of? Kyle Walker or Amirik Laporte to get some game time under the belt in this double game week? I think I think in the back four, I think Cancelo will definitely start. If if Walker comes back in, I think Cancelo will probably be played at left back. I think the form he's in at the moment, he'll definitely play. And I think Diaz is one of those who's probably in the Man City defence, it's going to be Diaz and Ake and Laporte and Stones. It's always going to be him starting with another one because City just, City just aren't really attacking this season. I mean, the top scorer in the league is, is joined between Mares, Foden and Sterling on four goals each, which is quite crazy given how free-flowing and just easy it is for Man City to score in the past. They just seem to be getting a lot of 1-0 victories, and I thought I thought against Brighton they were good, but at the same time they just weren't really doing anything. It was almost just like, you know, they were really solid again defensively, but up front, I know, I know they are without a striker at the moment, but I just thought, just pretty poor up front so I think other than De Bruyne I would just stay to Man City defence really No I think I mean they're not really playing strikers as, again and uh, I think Gabriel Jesus is grossly overpriced at about 9.5 million or something like that and Aguero isn't even at full fitness so I think you'd be, you'd be doing yourself wonders to avoid either of them personally He's got Covid as well at the moment so he's isolating Who does? Or he's been in contact sorry Aguero has been yeah so I think he's out Yeah that's what Guardiola was saying about the Brian game is out for what is it nine to ten days? He, he Guardiola <clears throat> in the he, press conference didn't even seem to know what the the exact length of the absence was. So 
And did he not say something about he, he doesn't know how City will be able to deal with COVID protocols and things like that? Me, I, I missed that, but I just I just saw some of like the the outgoings. But it seems that Man City seem to have a new COVID case every week at the moment. Mm. And I know obviously it's been New Year and it's been quite a busy time, but it's just sort of as soon as Aguero's back to fitness, and, and this is the case with every team, it's, it's the point we've been making, and it's like you just never know at the last second somebody's going to be in contact and then has to isolate. For all, for all we know, Diaz or Cancelo might have to, and then it's just your team's... Like teams weeks in the bin. <laughs> yep, basically at that point, just hope you haven't triple captained any of them at that point. Sean, what, what's your thoughts on Manchester City just now? Because they're sitting third on the table... They've got a game in hand over Man United and Liverpool above them, and they're only four points off the top spot. So you'll notice I've actually come to you for actual football chat, not fantasy football, just to just to please you a wee bit more. So what what do you reckon? I mean, these are two winnable games. You would definitely argue. I mean, could you see them still being in amongst the contenders and potentially even go on and win the Premier League at the end of the season? I mean, there's been a lot of chat about Man United and Liverpool kind of reigniting that rivalry, but I still I definitely wouldn't count out Manchester City to walk away with it title come the end of the season well you say you're coming to me for the football chat but i've heard the two experts speak there and i'm feeling pretty good because in my team are ruben diaz and kevin de bruyne so i clearly know my stuff <laughs> i've got it nailed it's, it's not it's not that difficult you pick you pick players that play well in real life like that's it's mentally i've cracked it um, <laughs> i would be surprised about top of the league by the end of this uh, game week um but on your actual question, I, I think at the moment Man City are the favourites for the title. Um, I think that Liverpool's obviously, their injury issues have hampered them massively and although, sorry Strewn, that Man United are top of the league, I still don't think they're necessarily a title winning team. Um, and I just think the fact that like City kind of had a poor start to the season that we've almost forgotten about them and I just feel like they're kind of lurking in the shadows, they're picking up wins and they now seem to have found a sort of solid defensive base. I I think, in terms of watching Manchester City, I used to be really interested. I used to enjoy the free-flowing football, but it has got really sort of monotonous over mm. the past year or so. It's I, I don't rush to watch a, a Man City game anymore in the way that I used to, but um, I still think that, I mean, we're talking about them playing with their false name, but they still do have Aguero to come back in, who... No, no matter what his injury issues seem to be, seems to get 20 goals a season. So I think that when he does come back, you've really got the makings of a strong team there. So De Bruyne is my captain. Is that good? That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good selection. So Man City favourites to win the league, me favourite to win fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> if that turned around actually happens, that'll be the biggest story to come out of... <laughs> Any sort of football and news like we could ever. I'm gonna need to play on. a wild card every week or something. Like you only get you only get two a season, unfortunately. I don't think you. Use I've already missed one. the first one, haven't I? <laughs> oh, <you've> been... <laughs> imagine that. Ma- imagine you had the option. You missed your first one, so they give you a new one every week. I think we should. Just for you, Sean. Just just let them know. Me. Just tweet tweet them after the show, and then we'll okay. try and get you sorted. Uh, we mentioned Aston Villa as one of the teams that City are playing, obviously, and they're playing twice again uh, in this game week. I mean, out of the two, Palace and Villa, you would wager Villa could potentially take something off City, but then they host uh, Newcastle at Villa Park a week on Saturday, going just how long this game week actually goes from. If the schedule was normal, uh, Chelsea would have been playing tonight and it would have stretched from an, an over a week long for one batch of fixtures, which is mental. Uh but Villa have had a lot of kind of attention drawn towards them in FPL this season. I mean, assets like Ollie Watkins, Jack Grealish, Emmy Martinez, and Ezri Consa have been very, very uh, popular names in our group chats. Graham Sinclair has backed Ezri Consa since day one. Grealish has picked up a lot of points. Martinez has done wonders and goal. Ollie Watkins has been hit or miss, but when he hits, he hits hard. Uh, what do we reckon, though, lads? I mean, with City, City are almost guaranteed to score against Villa. Would would you keep faith in like the Martinez with a fairly like a fairly likely sorry clean sheet against Newcastle on the horizon, or would you pile all your faith into attackers like Watkins and Grealish who could potentially see some rotation but would be more likely to net points against City? Depends on who your who your kind of other goalkeeper is. You know, if you can try and get a goalkeeper who's got a double game week, then obviously you've 
you've got a better chance of of um, picking up more points. Obviously, I've got I've got Ederson. Um, I fancy him to get two clean sheets. It's simple as that, really. And uh, I think as much as you say Martinez probably won't do an awful lot in the Man City game for you, he probably should get a clean sheet against Newcastle. So I wouldn't be against having him in if you don't want to use a transfer or whatever. I mean, I've played my wild card for this upcoming double game week, so. I've um you know I've been able to kind of pick and choose, kind of get eleven eleven double double um game week players in there. So uh, I certainly wouldn't be against Martinez. I think he's definitely had a very good season, but I think there's probably better options out there if you've got the budget for somebody like Ederson. And anyway, obviously he is the most expensive goalkeeper in the game. Absolutely. I mean, you you would almost kind of back up. Ederson to play twice, completely based on the rotation aspect of it. But Struan, what, what about yourself? I mean, are you, are you backing any Villa options or are, are you kind of steering clear for this double game week? Yeah, I have got Ollie Watkins in the, in the team. I do, I do fancy him to do well, but I would also recommend Jack Grealish. I mean, he seems to be involved in just about everything Aston Villa do. And, and I think Martinez is potentially another good shout as well on goals. And of course, John McGinn. Well, no, do you know what? John McGinn doesn't really get fantasy points. So. John McGinn, he's, he can, but then he doesn't. Like, it, it's weird, like... We we've seen McGinn get points in the past. I mean, with it was it last season when he scored it on the opening day against Spurs, and kind of went on a bit of a goal scoring tear before he got injured, and now he's kind of sure. almost been pulled back, kind of further back in the team, and isn't having the same attacking impact that he that he did once have. So it might might be worth a shout. You never know because McGinn does have that ability just to create something out of nothing. Realistically, Sean, what about yourself? I mean. Have you have you followed much of Villa that this season? I mean, have you seen much of them play? Like, how, how have you viewed Villa coming out this season? I feel like I've watched a fair bit of Villa, um, and I really like that that side. I think it's really interesting. I mean, it's uh, I'm not the first person to say it, but I think their recruitment over the summer was fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. Matty Cash. Um, why is Matty Cash the only sign I can think they made of the season? Martinez, Watkins. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that. Um, I saw a wee bit of Ollie Watkins at Brentford last season. I, I love the way he just constantly presses. I mean, I, I seem to remember in like their playoff s- semi, him just following the ball, tracking back so much that he was basically in like the left back position, like on the byline. Like, he just is all action, and he's also a very good striker as well. So he's a really interesting player. I did have Jack Grealish in my team, and he's now not here, and I don't remember doing that, so which is interesting. Um, so well, I mean, you've, you've got until what, like eleven o'clock tomorrow morning to make as many changes as you want. So, would, would oh wait, so it? when I pick thing on wildcard, that's not it just done. Oh no, you can go back. <sighs> so you can you can like tinker away with it and like get all up in your head like every other fantasy manager about who's. See, I've been points. in my head this like during this podcast. Oh, you're you're, fi- you're finally in. getting onto our level. Like this is genuinely <laughs> us every week. Oh, see, I thought because I hit like. Send on my wild card. That was it. Oh no no! What what? Nah, it remains active. I think it does remain active until wow. the transfer deadline on the, which is ninety minutes before the first kickoff, which I stand to believe will it's be going to be kickoff. tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm going to listen to what you guys have to say in this podcast, and then make more decisions based on that. <laughs> the only person that actually follows our advice. <laughs> no one else does. You could do a sabotage. Now, this is the point where you start saying, oh, keep Raul Jimenez in, because he did you so yeah. well the rest of the season. Yeah, in case anyone listening was wondering how serious I have been taking fantasy football, Raul Jimenez has just left my team this week. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, tremendous. I feel, I feel like that, to be fair, I don't, I don't think Sean changing the team this week is that bad, because a lot of people will have done worse than you. Uh, well, just I just last, looked at last the... week because if we look at our oh, right. like the big league, how many points did you get? Where are you? I think I did that well last week. I think it was Scottish fantasy football. Authority last you, you get twenty four, which isn't awful considering the circumstances. Looking in the right. fantasy ramble league, joinable with the code DPPRDJ. Lovely. That was uh, some people, Stuart, your mate Harry gets seven points. Yeah, uh, which which one? Harry Williams. Oh. <laughs> he has. <laughs> he called me out the other day because in our personal league, he was he was ahead of me, and he was like, "You you do a show on this," and I gave up weeks ago. He had four players playing out of, out of fifteen. I didn't know Scott Brown was in our league. <laughs> oh, not that! It's not that Scott. <laughs> 
is the actual player. Oh, we should we should we should advertise it. Yes, yeah, Scott Brown, Celtic captain, is in our league. Join, see if you can beat him. I mean, you probably could. I mean, the team name alone, you would beat him on. Just Newcastle fans for you. Captain Mo Salah this week, so he must have been pretty busy in Dubai or something. Probably never got a signal or something. To Aye, that's the thing. He, he, just him and Lenny just get too, too many jars deep, and then uh, <laughs> just went all downhill from there. A couple of other boys kind of ended up on single digits. A uh, friend of mine, Fraser, he only got eight. So, but I think this 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 was the thing because it was all about managing it because we all free hit, we all used our free hit, Jamie. I think earlier in this season, you and I used it the yeah. same week. And uh, yeah. we didn't anticipate this coming, <laughs> which no. is a lesson for next year, perhaps, if something similar was to happen. Perhaps, I suppose. A lot of people seem to use their free hit for the game weeks that's, that's, that's just passed, though. And they didn't really do that well. You know, obviously, the, yeah. the game week, it wasn't really, like, the big hitters didn't really do very well. Like, Fernandez didn't really do anything. Um, Kane Te- scored, De Bruyne got an assist, but, you know, that was about it. Really. Like, there, was nobody really, there was nobody really jumping off the page. So, I think if you used your free hit, you'd be... Probably a wee bit disappointing because I know I got, I think seventy something with my free hit. Yeah, I think I got and, about you know, a lot 60, of people were kind of between sixty and seventy something like that. A lot of people were kind of mid forties or something. Really, I've not seen a score above like fifty this week. I don't think so. What was the top? The top was eighty six. Hundred. I was eighty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's not really anything special. Captain so. De Bruyne, I only get twelve. Like, yeah. oh, but, oh no! Oh, he bench put. How the hell's he done that? Yeah, so 86 and you've used a tool as well. He's bench boosted, but he had everyone in the team playing. What does that mean? It means your bench points. Yeah, it means your players on your bench get points. You could surely guess that. The players on my bench are What does bench boost mean? (laughs) (laughs) God, tell us who's on your bench then, son. Sam Johnston. Right. Liam Brewster. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Toby Alderweireld doesn't even play that much, does he? And Kyle Walker-Peters, man. See, that's a good bench. I was expecting worse, to be honest. I, I thought it was going to be like all the three million players. I had like Jimmy Dunn on mine for ages. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend! God's sake! But I didn't know if it was going to be everyone on your bench or like one person on your bench gets put to whatever. And also, free hit is the one. Is that like wild card but for one week? Yeah. Yeah, temporary one. And do, right. do you want the hazard, I guess, at what triple captain means? Um, is it when you get to pick three players as your captain? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double points, triple points. <laughs> double points, triple points, exactly. Well, That's which exactly is it? What it is. Instead, we... of, instead of double points, triple points is what I said. Mine when we did the, the Bundesliga, you could pick three captains, technically. You could pick someone in each slight oh, position oh, and they would I'm get you wrong. one and a half times their usual points. Interesting. Mind, mind when all we did was play Bundesliga and watch Bundesliga fun times. Anyway, let's talk about football. Uh, I mean, is football. <laughs> away from City, I suppose, and kind of looking at other clubs that I would wager to do quite well in the double game week, I'd have to kind of look over to Manchester United. I mean, granted, they're, they're playing away to Anfield in the first of their two fixtures. Away then, to Anfield? Yeah. I would have just said away to Liverpool. They're playing away to Anfield. They're playing away, away at, at Anfield. Away at Anfield, sorry. Not away to Anfield. Anfield isn't a team, Jack. God. Right, that's the end of this episode. Cheers for it. Cheers for it. <laughs> a bit nasty on this show, eh? I know. It's, it's what happens. Jamie just doesn't like me. Jamie doesn't like anything. This is what we've discovered yeah, this year. Jamie just doesn't like anything that goes on. Sack the host. <laughs> <laughs> We did one week and then Taylor almost cancelled himself. <laughs> <laughs> but then Man United, they've also got Fulham away. So, I mean, that seems just like points are plenty for the likes of Bruno Fernandes and Rashford. So, and the, the pair of them I would back potentially to pick up points at Anfield. There you go. Uh, so, I, I don't know. How, how are we feeling about Man United coming into this game? I'll ask Drew in this because he's got allegiances. So, what, what's your thoughts about United coming into this game? Like, top of the league. Playing your long-time rivals in a bit of a kind of rivalry, kind of reborn almost. People are saying because of where Man United are. So, what what's your thoughts? Um, I think it should be more reborn because of where Liverpool are. To be perfectly honest, now they're back at the top. Um, <laughs> I, I think I 
digging. Yep. No, um, United are in really good form at the moment, to be honest. It's, it's one of these, it's quite an interesting fixture because obviously Liverpool don't lose at Anfield. But at the same time, this season, United's away form is very, very good. So I'm I honestly I, I would still fancy Liverpool to win. I think I think they've still got the would. players, the mentality. I think anybody would. In, in fairness of this, I think there's far more pressure on Liverpool because I think they have to win. I think a draw would suit Man United far better. I think even if Liverpool win, they're only just level on points with United. So I think I think they do need to win to sort of make that statement that yeah, we are still the favourites. Especially because I, I personally believe at the moment I would favour City for the title. I would agree with what Sean was saying earlier. So. I think they need to say, you know, like, because th- Man City actually go ahead of Liverpool if they win their games in hand, so they need to really make a statement here. But I would, I would fancy some United players to to do something. I mean, the Liverpool defense is very, very shaky at the moment. Fernandez, Rashford, I would probably say are the only two guaranteed starters in that front line. Martial had a bit of a hamstring issue at the end of Burnley. Cavani, I'm still not sure if he's fully fit, so maybe avoid them. And I, I just go for them too, to be honest. Maybe, maybe risk it. With a Luke Shaw, somebody like mm. that against Fulham, he's in very good form this season, which I don't think I've ever said about him. But <laughs> yeah, he's he's doing quite well, and even even Paul Pogba is in, in pretty decent form. But I think he's quite pricey for. A I think six. he's about eight million or something like that. Yeah, I think I think that's a bit risky for a kind of deeper line playmaker. It's not yeah. exactly, and you don't even know if he's necessarily going to start. But true, yeah, yeah. So I would I would just say Rashford and Bruno Fernandez are your two sort of. Mainstays. I don't know if Ahmed Diallo has actually been added to fantasy yet, though. The the new sign. You think Ahmed Diallo will play? No, I don't. I don't think so. I'm just thinking of because I think once he kind of gets into that first team, I think he will purely because he's going to be the only natural right winger in the in the in the squad. So I think I think once that happens, he'll probably get a starting place. But I, I don't know when when exactly that'll be. I think a Gallo is leaving as well. So if anybody has a Gallo in your fantasy team, I'd, I'd take him out. <laughs> if someone for some reason has Odin a Gallo in their fantasy team, it's not 2016 <laughs> anymore. Move on. He never yeah. actually scored a Premier League goal for Man United. Has he not? No, he's just scored in all the cup competitions. Oh, you know what? Fair play. I mean, he got, he got his dream move, I think he said at the time. So, I mean, that, that's all you can hope for. Signed on. Was that deadline day that he signed? Uh, I think it was it was Bruno Fernandez signed three days before the deadline, and then at the last second, United you know, because they were looking at Cavani in January, but didn't want to pay what PSG were asking, and then it came down to Josh King or Odi Nagallo or Luka Jovic. No, no, Jovic was the summer. Sorry, good, uh, good miss there. But I think I think Josh King, Bournemouth wanted twenty odd million for him, mm-hmm. or they could just have Odi Nagallo for, for like a, a loan. And I think that's just how they how they went for it. I know I what it was on deadline day because I remember I was at a I was at a party on deadline day and I don't know what me and the folk there laughed at more was Odin Nagala signing for Man United or Christoph Berra getting the number seven as a centre back when he moved to Dundee on the same day. Mm. That was a, a massively funny funny time. I like Nagala, but I think I don't think he'll be extending his stay. No, I can't imagine. So yeah, sorry. Uh, moral of the point: um, Bruno Fernandez and Marcus Rashford would be the two players that I would go for if you are looking for any Man United fantasy players or Luke Shaw as a bit of a out there suggestion. From or one Kelly's. left back, one left back to another, Jamie uh, Andy Robertson has seen a massive kind of percentage increase over Trent Alexander Arnold this season. He's been performing kind of head and shoulders above Trent in some in most aspects. Uh, how are we anticipating his performance to go down? I mean. We, you would you would probably anticipate he'll start both games. I mean, the one against Manchester United and then at home to Burnley as well. But would you would you still take the risk on him? I mean, it's over seven million in your in your squad, and there's no guarantee he keeps a clean sheet in either. Based on the fact that the defense has been shaky, as Drew said. So, would you take the gamble for wildcarding him now and have him for the whole season, or would you just not include him at all and look for cheaper options in your defense and? put someone like Salah in further up the field? Uh, cheaper options for me, yeah. Um, I, I do fancy United to to score, at least. Um, I do think you'll get a clean sheet against Burnley, but to be honest, the only reason I'm saying that is just because of his price. Like mm. He is, you know, he's the most expensive defender, and I think he went up in price. And I'm not sure if Alexander-Arnold dropped or if Robertson went up, or both, I can't remember, but he is the most expensive defender in the game now, so for me, I, I, obviously he's, he's very good going forward. But you know, you kind of do look for that clean sheet as well with a defender. Just that's what you look for first, I think, isn't it? Is, is a clean sheet mm-hmm. from your defender, and then if you can get anything going forward, then it's a it's a bonus. Um, 
I do think he'll get a clean sheet against Burnley, but I don't think he will against United. And because of his price, I would look elsewhere. You're right in saying he is currently the most expensive defender in the game at 7.4 million. Trent Alexander-Arnold has dropped by 0.2 million. He did drop, yeah. To 7.3. Right. He started at 7.5. Robertson at 7 million flat. So Oof. our international captain is doing wonders. Uh, Sean, would uh, Robertson be somebody that you'd be paying a lot of attention to? I mean, obviously, you, you follow the Premier League, but not as closely as a lot of the other boys that would appeared on this show perhaps but obviously the Scottish link is there so would you kind of be almost tempted to bring someone like Robertson in purely not even just based on the quality of him but on your on your own preferences of <laughs> players to follow in the Premier League try and make a purely Scottish fantasy football team you could it wouldn't be very good but you could um, no, nah, I agree with a lot of what Jamie said I mean I did look at him but he is pricey and I also agree that I don't think he'll keep a clean sheet against uh, Man United and also I, I, I hit my send on my wild card which I thought locked it in I've learnt during this podcast that that's not the case but I actually don't have any Liverpool players in my team um, Wow, which is probably a bad thing it's bold I'll give you that <laughs> it's bold um, I have Marcus Rashford though um, you do and I you've, had him play- for, you've had him the entire time if I'm right Quite a long time, yeah. I don't know, maybe it wasn't right from the start, but yeah, pretty long. Because he's pretty decent, but oh, it's nine millions, what? I don't know. Mm. He's, he's a not nice bad guy. And he's, he's, a nice guy. And he's, a, he's a good guy. Um, I reckon he'll probably play on the right for Man United. I think that sort of balances out Man United better with Rashford on the right, but it's not great for him. I think he's better on the left cutting side. Um, so I don't know if his goal threat is maybe diminished by that sort of change in tactic, but... I think that Man United as a whole pose a big threat to Liverpool. And, I mean, that game's written to play out as Liverpool attacking while United sit in and try and counter. But I think if if Oli sees a sort of uh, gap in the defence, because it's going to be Fabinho, Joe Matip probably isn't going to be fit, so it's going to be Fabinho alongside either Henderson, Phillips or Williams, which is not very good. Um, no. So if Man United's good attack can sort of exploit that, then it could end up, if they get in Liverpool's face, it's interesting to see how those players react to that, so it's a very interesting tactical one, this one, I think, and it's also got a lot at stake. I think with Rashford out on the right-hand side, I definitely agree his goal stick was down, but I've noticed he does, he does sort of play it in a lot more, I mean, he got the assist for Burnley, so I think, almost like when he's on the right-hand side, he's much more of a creative outlook mm. on the game, if that makes sense, whereas on the left, I think he's seen more of the guy getting the goals themselves. I, I I'm I'm seeing this one as a draw personally. Like I know we've not we've not been doing score predictions or anything, but this is easily the biggest game of the weekend in the Premier League. And I'll I'll just draw the biggest game of the season, to be fair. I well I mean the current moment in time, yeah. I would I would say that's probably a fair estimation. What do we reckon? How are Stu, are you willing to throw a score prediction out there? I mean we're not kinda of committing to them, but because it's the biggest game we kinda of have to at this point. Do you know I, I just I just don't know what's going to happen because as Sean was saying there I think United are probably going to sit back in and catch them on the counter-attack I think if you offered United a draw right now they would snap your hand off as I said earlier on I think a lot of the pressure's on Liverpool so but then again you just, you just know you know a few Liverpool players haven't quite been at it this season like Manny and that but you know this team have the quality to just turn it on at any given moment and just sort of thrash whoever they come up against and I, th- I think it may show the fact that you know these Liverpool, a lot of these Liverpool players have been there, done that. Whereas only a few of the United players have won league titles and various other trophies. So I'll go classic pessimistic student and go for a two nil Liverpool. Two nil. Two nil. I think so. Because yeah, as a psychology, maybe a maybe a two one. What would be the the most brilliant outcome in my opinion would be a nil nil until the ninety fifth minute. And then Bruno Fernandes gets a very controversial penalty and scores it. And then the camera just sort of zooms over to Jurgen Klopp's face. <laughs> that he he be, does provide some good reaction faces, doesn't he? That it? would be the truth. I mean, even even Mark Clattenburg has now kind of started talking about that. So, yeah. Jamie, how about yourself? Where do you see, how do you see this one ending up? I don't know. Like, I hope it's... I just, you know, we said earlier, the Premier League hasn't been great this season. Um, I just hope this is a, a good game. 
I just hope that it's not shite. <laughs> I just Especially hope it's goals. Especially as well. It's like know. historically you know, very we have, bad. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I think the fans will be a massive loss. Sorry. Yeah, I do. I don't know. Like, I think this game obviously it's got the potential. There's, you know, quite a lot of quality on the pitch, obviously, and I just just hope that it's a a, a good spectacle to watch, with a few goals, a few meaty challenges, and maybe some manager uh, aggro on the touchline as well. You you just want all that, and then maybe. Neville and Carragher a bit, a bit of. Uh, I'm guessing it's on Sky. A bit of Neville and Carragher a bit of, uh, <laughs> in, the, in the commentary box. So all all of that would be good. Sean, how about yourself? I mean, I, I think did you did you give a prediction yesterday on extra time? I think I did actually. I would say one all. One all. I definitely think both teams will score. I never actually gave you a score prediction. <laughs> I knew you did. I was thinking that before I shot him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Carragher and Neville, yeah. <laughs> Carragher won Neville 3. I'll say 2-2. Uh, yeah, 2-2. Two, two. That, two, two. That's exactly what I said yesterday. And I'm, I'm sticking by it. I've not been swayed by anything. and not not been dreamt up a new scoreline in the, in the time it's taken for this podcast to record after yesterday. So, 2 all. Fernandes Liverpool don't lose at Anfield at the moment. No, Liverpool just don't lose at Anfield. They lose. I mean, they lost to Southampton 1-0, which was mm-hmm. quite funny, but they just don't lose at Anfield. A team that is losing a lot in the league at the moment, Jamie, is Chelsea Football Club. Yeah, here what we go. Segways, here we go. They're playing twice. One of them's winnable. The other... Is it? Is it? <laughs> winnable for Fulham, am I right? Exactly. Well... What we can say in that fixture, a London club will walk away with something. Big derby, big team derby. <laughs> it is a derby. It is actually a derby. <laughs> the, the West, the posh West London derby. I'm, 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 it's on Sky at half five. I think I will be tucking into my dinner instead. I'll be, I'll be preoccupied. So, do I even want to consider what's going to happen, Jamie? Do you think we'll? Do you think we'll win it? No. Do you think we'll draw it? Maybe. No. <laughs> That's a no. Are Chelsea Maybe. that bad? I don't. Am I the pessimistic one here? No, I think we're bad. We're not good, but I think we're still quite good. That that's there's a title because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Chelsea have very good players, but at the moment they're not playing well with them. It's got. Uh, it's, it's, I would it say. is bad. You know it's bad when Lampard is starting. Like over a hundred million of German attacking talent against Morecambe to get some confidence up. And did it work? We'll find out in the weekend. Uh, I I brought but, Chelsea players in. I don't know why. Same. Yeah, same. Who'd you bring <laughs> in? Right, who's I've still who? got. No, you've not. <laughs> you've I've got, got you've got Timo up top. <laughs> yep. I'm determined to keep him in for this entire season. Honestly. Jesus. Timo uh-huh. Waster. That that basically is indication, Sean, of when we're talking about fantasy, just don't listen to me. Just listen to the other two. <laughs> That's basically the hint of I'll bear that in mind. I just I just chat a load of nonsense. Who have you brought in from Chelsea, Sean? I have brought in Ben Chilwell because I think he could get an assist or something. And I've also got Ziek in there. But the Jack Grealish chat has made me think that I go Jack Grealish, which who's cheaper, and then try and spend some money elsewhere. If I were you, yes, do that. Because Grealish, then... will, Grealish will start both games. And that's the thing about Chelsea. Out of kind of the bulk of the big six clubs, they do have depth and rotation at their disposal alongside King City. So they have a lot of other players they could play. I think it would be criminal if Callum Hudson-Odoi didn't start one of these games because he's been putting in really good performances in the last few weeks I mean off the bench against Arsenal he was the best player off the bench against City he got a goal and then I mean I, I don't want to keep saying Morecambe but like he, he played well against Morecambe but, <laughs> you know Do what you think Lampard would give him the chance though because even even when he's been well he still seems to just play either a Werner or a Mason Mount on the wing he just never seems to give Hudson-Odoi that I'd, opportunity I'm honestly not sure because Chelsea do have a clean bill of health like they're, they're, no one's injured at the moment. Kante suspended for Fulham. I know that, so potentially could see Gilmore. Gilmore. <laughs> well, we hope we see Gilmore. That's what I'm wanting. Uh, Can you not just recall Declan Rice from his loan for that game? <laughs> that's true. Something tells me there'd be a hefty, hefty loan fee having to be paid. 
if that was to happen. I don't know. I, I, I could see Fulham, the Fulham game being rotated a bit more heavily for and then a kind of more full-strength team away to Leicester, which... What do we reckon of Leicester just now? Because I can't put a fair judge... I can't put an actual judgment on them because I don't know if they're good or not. Leicester have well, 11 very, very good players and then average men. The rest. Yeah. I hope they're good because I've got two of their players in. I've realised I've not actually covered much of the Premier League. I was, I was going to say, like you could have seemed to be sticking very close to certain clubs. Teams are no alike, I guess. <laughs> I've got like, three City players, two West Ham players, two Leicester players, two Chelsea players. Yeah. Oh, well. I've got Man and Vardy. Aye, good shouts. So, I think that Tielemann should assist Vardy for a few goals. That's what I'd like to have. Would you not also want Chilwell to assist Ziyech in the same game? Uh, I think I'm going to take Ziyech out because you just helped me. So, ah, I think enough. I might swap him for Grealish. Aye, good shout. Jamie, you're, you're, not, you're, you're keeping quite quiet about Chelsea. I mean, like, is it realistically that bad? Um. I don't know, maybe not, if you say so. I don't think they're that bad. Um, no, you know, okay, that's fine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've called it. Results aren't there at the moment. Like Performances aren't there, but there's capability in that squad. We know there's capability. We've seen it when they went on a 17-game like unbeaten streak or like before December, and then it all just kind of went to pot over Christmas. So hopefully with a new year, we can kind of see a bit more of the Chelsea from earlier in the season. That's what we'd like to think. Uh, Sean mentioned them there, actually. Uh, oh, actually, I will I will say one player that I've definitely brought in from Chelsea, because I think he will start in both games because he never gets dropped, even when he's playing bad, is Mason Mount. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. he's actually... I've, Mason Mount's probably been one of Chelsea's best players this season, in my opinion. I've seen, I've seen a lot better from Mount than I had last season, I think, attacking-wise, and in terms of attacking returns, he's improved his game. So, if he gets a minimum four points from two uh, 90 minute or two at least 60 minute appearances and then gets however many, if he gets goals and assists or a clean sheet at all, that's bonus. Because so, he gets points taken off for that fucking celebration. Do you not like the celebration? Well, well the Frankenstein. The Frankenstein. <laughs> no. He did it with Alvin Hudson Adol against Markham. That's how you know it's bad. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I was like, you're taking oh. it too far now, pal. Didn't Zuma remind him to do it in one of the games as well? Did he? I think so. I, know, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, that's what I thought that was against Morecom. I like, think that must have been the celebration. Because the one, he, he did it the only the first time the only time he did it was against Everton in the four 0 before lockdown. So yeah, who knows? Hmm. Uh, so I'm 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 going to say four points for Chelsea from from the six. I don't know why, to be honest, because. I can't make up my mind whether I like Chelsea just now or not. It's weird. I'll say they win at Fulham and draw against Leicester because I would like them. I would I would accept that, to be honest. I think Leicester would be a massive result for Chelsea just because there's always that constant thing running around. That I think the highest place team Chelsea have beaten in the league so far was West Ham at the point. So I think to go and beat Leicester, who are currently in the top four, I think would be a massive statement of, you know, this Chelsea team is good. They can get back in form. Stuff, you know, like Lampard could be the man to take them forward and so on and so on. Yeah, that'd be cool. That that would be a Fulham's a, a derby. That's a huge game. That'd be a nice way to spend a Tuesday night. Is actually seeing a Chelsea win. Uh let's move up. Sean mentioned them there. I kind of want to talk about them because they're playing twice in this game. Because well, West Ham United, they've been good, which is an odd thing to say about West Ham, especially at this point in the season. Because typically, midway through the season, West Ham are having their second of about six crises that they tend to have in a season. Mm. But things are, things are looking good. David Moyes is doing a good job. They're sitting level on points with Chelsea and Villa. So they're joint eighth, if you go by that logic. Uh, actually sat in tenth. And they have two very winnable games. They've got Burnley and they've got West Brom both at home. One of them on Prime, one of them on BT. So we'll get to see one West Ham performance this week. Sad. What do we reckon, lads? Uh, Jamie, are we, is it all down to Pablo Fernandes? <laughs> Uh, I am firmly in the West Ham camp this double game week. I've brought three players, oh, three West then. Ham players who, who into my team. Uh, one in defence, one in midfield, one in attack. Um, oh, you can try and guess them if you want. Aaron Cresswell, Suchek, Antonio. 
Oh my goodness, Sean, you must have just looked at my team. It's not, it's not absolutely as if, it's not spot as if on. I know my fantasy football. <laughs> Sean's just too good at fantasy now. Yes, yeah, so I've got Sue Chicken Antonio. I've got Sue Chicken Antonio as well. <laughs> yes, I, I think uh, I think they're good for a couple of clean sheets. I think they're good for at least one. Um, mm-hmm. Sue Chick is the cheapest, or the the the. There's some stat about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like like nobody has. Yeah, yeah. Nobody has has scored or assisted as many goals under like eight million or something than than Thomas Suchek. Thomas Suchek has the most points from anybody up to like eight million or something in midfield. Um, So brought him in, something like that. That was something like the stat he had like the most points for for some sort of. It's all the dice (laughs) salads. Some sort of price, and uh, Antonio was coming back in. Obviously, we we speak about players who are going to start both games. Uh, Sebastian Haller was booted out of the club by uh, that dinosaur, so uh, Antonio, I'm guessing, will um will lead the line. And uh, I think he's the only striker just now. He is, yeah, precisely. So um, guaranteed. Yeah, I think he would do exactly, exactly guaranteed four points. Yeah, literally. <laughs> go go looking at FPL now. Go forward from West Ham. It's Antonio. No Haller's still there though. You can you can buy Sebastian Haller for. Oh, uh, I but... oh, I'm on the website on the, the laptop ah. now. I'll be in a Yeti's there, five point five million if you fancy him. Oh, well, how's he getting on this season? I kind of forgot about him. I think everyone has to be honest. He get left in Dubai. He was Scott Brown's carry on. <laughs> it is mad just to think like West Ham are kind of doing more, better than what a lot of people expected them to. I think uh, Kufal, the Czech right-back that's coming, mm. he's been very, very good. He's had a few attacking returns in fantasy. So he pitbull. <laughs> is that what he is? He's a wee pitbull. Looks like a wee nutter. <laughs> Fair enough, Jamie. I'll take your word for it, mate. And that, this is all without, I mean, Fabianski hasn't even been playing and he's kind of been their best goalkeeper realistically has he played no he's not because he didn't play against Everton he's, he's kind of been on and off so I don't know I like Lucas Fabianski I think West Ham have a good team what, what about what about Struan Struan have you got anything from West Ham I mean I've got Suchek so everyone in this podcast has Suchek he's that just is... he's Moise's new Fellini isn't he it's his new secret weapon that he can just you like doing this I've, I've noticed this a lot this season you like comparing players to old players I do, I do. I don't. I'm not a big. Do you know what? I'm not a big fan of current player comparisons. Do you know the ones that you see <laughs> yeah, on Twitter? You do them all the time. It, it, re- it reels off the stats. I'm not a big fan of them, but I do. I do Give like Thomas Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne, Bruno Fernandez. There's one because Ooh. Kevin De Bruyne is the better player, but stats at the moment will tell you that Bruno's the better player. That's that's, that's me saying that. So. This one, but um, no, I, I do like West Ham this season. So I, I think it's quite funny that Haller's already gotten a goal and an assist in his first two games at Ajax last night, assisted and scored. Actually, did he? I think he scored and assisted last night. Actually, I think it's two assists. And he had goal, a so. disallowed goal in his debut, didn't he? Yeah, so he's he's looking in great form at the moment. So I guess that, that'll be a bit of a loss to West Ham, but I, I do. I really like Jared Bowen. I think he's a really exciting player every time I see him. Mm. He just looks like such a threat coming in off that right hand side. So yeah. I don't, I don't mind West Ham. Probably my favourite London club. <laughs> That's a horrendous shout, I think. <laughs> West Ham are a horrible club. <laughs> they're not. They're not actually. But, okay, cool. Yeah, we but know. Like, we know who your favourite London club is, Drew. We know from pictures. Yeah, man. <laughs> Old allegiances. But we'll not reveal them. On I see. He used to be a Charlton fan. It's just come out. Hasn't no, he didn't. Jesus. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, Suchek <laughs> and Jared Bowen would be the two who I would. I would opt for in this. And it's like Cresswell's, yeah, Cresswell's, Cresswell's a good like points. I, he, I, see, I see them winning both, to be honest. I see a draw minimum against Burnley and then they beat West Brom quite comfortably. West Brom are just awful, I think. I think West Brom have two horrible games this week. They've got West Ham away and Wolves away tomorrow. That's the first game to kick off the double I game. will not be watching Wolves, West Brom, I can tell you. Neither that. will I because I don't have BT. What do you reckon of Wolves lately? I mean, I think they've not kept a clean sheet since when, Jamie? I think you put it in the chat when they conceded the other night. Uh, they beat Palace 2-0. It was a Friday night game. November, uh, it was November. ages ago. <laughs> it was a long, long time ago. And I'm on it. I'm goals like, every was... week since October. <laughs> I was fuming because I wildcarded and brought in Saiz. 
and then he conceded and did nothing. Fuming. Well, they've only got the one game. Let's look at some teams who've only got one game. Leeds have only got one game now because their game against Southampton was postponed due to Southampton having to replay their FA Cup third round tie. Mm. So Shrewsbury come first, apparently. Clearly. I uh, have Luke Allen. I reckon, I reckon that's a good shout at home to, home to Brighton on 3pm kickoff on Saturday. The first Saturday, anyway. I, th- I think that's a fair shout. I, I would back Leeds. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Brighton kind of scored to save themselves. And they also, I don't know, Leeds always pose a good attacking threat. So Tempt to bring in Bamford for this week as my, my free transfer. Mm. Get rid of Callum Wilson because. Only got oh, one that... game, though. I, I know, but. He's only player in my starting 11 who only has one game. How bad are the strikers in this game for like anything oh, less oh, than like 9 horrible. million? For yeah. God's sake. Genuinely, strikers Str- are I had, I had Martial in my team and, you know, Struan's obviously saying, I just remember there, Struan had mentioned that like he, he sort of went off against Burnley, had a, yeah, a wee bit of a wee bit of a hammy problem so I'm, you know, I'm looking like I've got like you know still a wee bit of money and I'm thinking like for God's sake there's nothing jumping out at me that I think oh yeah I want him in my team even Calvert-Loon's <laughs> injured as well at the moment it's terrible absolutely terrible it was it was the 30th of October by the way that, that Wolves uh, 2-0 to, and I seem to remember Palace had a goal disallowed by VAR that should have stood they well, had a penalty or something. There was something like that. Anyway, it was either an offside goal they, or a they penalty. Had a red card they... at the end from um, Milivojevic. That was a nice pronunciation, that. Milivojevic. Thank you. Yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. And Wills have one game. They'll probably win that. Leeds have one game. They'll probably win that. Or Burn... Palace should have had a penalty if he ruled it out. That's what happened. Yeah, uh, there was a stone waller, if I remember rightly. <laughs> Burnley are... Potentially have the two worst games of of the of the game week. To be honest, yeah, away to West Ham and away to Liverpool. That's bad. In a, in a yeah, word, I don't... don't see them. Don't see them doing anything. Eh? This is where I'm looking. I'm looking at like, oh, who's got two games? I was like, oh, I could bring in like Chris Wood or something. But I'm looking at the face. I was like, why? Why would I bring in Chris Wood? Chris Wood, I think <laughs> is is Chris Wood more expensive than Antonio? I think he might be. What's Ashley Barnes looking not. like these days? Is Chris Wood, I thought Chris Wood was six and a half million. Antonio was like just over six. Antonio is six point two. Rodriguez Wait, what is five point like six point one. Uh, hold on, <laughs> that's gonna be quite funny. Five point eight. That's the same price as uh, Antonio. God, that's not. I may need to bring in Joel Linton. <laughs> Goal Linton. No. He's playing. He's playing out wide these days. <laughs> He never played against Sheffield United, though. Did he not? I'd still back Wilson nah. against both, to be honest. Yeah. I think he would start. And to be honest, I could see him getting a goal, to be honest, because Arsenal. We've not spoken about Arsenal once on this podcast, which is rare for us. Good. Do we want to keep it under 70 minutes? <laughs> Do we? Do we, though? We're peaking over 50 just now, so I think <laughs> we could just kind of wrap up and look at the team of the week. Yeah, let's get on to our teams. Sean, you can reveal all your wild card picks. You can. This is Arsenal have one game at home to Newcastle, and I don't care about it whatsoever because I don't think it's going to be a good game to watch, regardless. So I have no interest. If Tier if Tierney plays, I'm interested, but if not, yeah. then who cares? That's who I view Arsenal. Oh, and Ryan Fraser or Ryan Fraser won't be playing because he just get red carded. Idiot, Matt Ritchie, Scotland. Actually, no. Fulham have the worst two games, surely. Chelsea nah. and United. Chelsea and United. No chance. Two home games. Oh, they've just they've just taken a point off of Tottenham. That's a true. Yeah, of Liverpool. Nah. yeah. Burnley or Burnley have got two hard games. Definitely. Yeah. Burnley and West Brom have the short end of the stick for this game. Week, Chelsea and Chelsea have got two hard games as well. To be honest. Yeah, we, we do. Two away games. Leicester don't. Well, Leicester don't have easy games because. I wouldn't want to play Southampton just now. Nah. Just coming off the back of a win against Liverpool, I wouldn't want to play them. Even though Danny Ings is out with COVID, which is a shame. But I just say it like yeah, it's completely saying. unrelated. I love Danny Ings. I think he's a brilliant human being. Oh, he's great. I like Danny Ings because I think am I right to say he's got his own like foundation for like yeah kids. Think with... he promotes it on his Instagram and that or Instagram <laughs> as he's called on it. Instagram. Oh. <laughs> Why was the first thing I thought there like makeup foundation? 
Oh my god. <laughs> what? What? Danny Ings, like. <laughs> Danny Ings, move on, mate. Like, oh, coming to add, coming to add dressing on you. He's bringing some bronze out later this year. Like, oh my god. Oh. What a goal he scored against Liverpool, though. A fantastic finish it was. That was a cracker. Right. Timothy playing Monopoly getting distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that that's gonna live live in a live in a memory for me because it was Boris Johnson giving his speech about another lockdown. I just Gary Neville was a video of the the game and the speech going on. And he just go, Southampton have scored, Boris. <laughs> <laughs> he was buzzing. Anyway, that horrible impression aside, let's start looking at what players we picked for this game. <laughs> right, this we'll we'll keep, can we keep consistent. We'll keep the lockdown eleven so that. Uh, is effectively us picking the best 11 players that we could see getting the most points from this game week. Obviously, some players are going to have a leg up on others because they're playing twice. And if they start in both, that's minimum four points if they carry on the whole way through. Sean McGill, reveal your wildcard selections in their entirety, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, it's changed during the course of this podcast. I don't doubt that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, Ederson's now in goals for me. I did actually have Leno because I never really thought about the double game week. Um, so Ederson's in there now. Back three of Chilwell, Diaz, and Aylin. Midfield five is Grealish, De Bruyne, Tillman, Suchek, and Rashford. And up front is Antonio and Vardy. Do you think that's all right? So how many how many players have got a double game week in there, or how many players are only playing once? Should I One. Say? That's all right. That's Solid. Good. good work. Thanks. <laughs> you can praising your brain at this point, man, honestly. <laughs> Jamie. Made some proud dads. Jamie, give us your team then, if you're, if you're so confident about your... Well, mine's a, a bit of a mess now with this last striker spot, to be honest. Uh, Edison goals, uh, back three of uh, Diaz, Cresswell and Zuma. <laughs> Yes, I've got Zuma. <laughs> Going up into midfield, I've got usual suspects. Uh, I've actually, right now anyway, I've got Fernandez, Salah, and De Bruyne all oh. in my midfield. I know, I know how that's that's a big money spender. Feat. It's a very impressive feat. I've got Wijnaldum and Suchek, so that's uh, five midfielders all playing twice. Um, Wijnaldum, I know that's a bit of a strange pick. Um, he won't be lasting very long. I'll probably bring Saka back in for him. I thought Saka looked very good last night, actually, but he's only playing once. And Wijnaldum playing twice, both at home. I, I sort of think he plays in that kind of advanced role. It all depends on who plays centre-back, I think, for Liverpool, um, with Wijnaldum's role in the, in the middle of the park. He does like to get forward. I've seen him score. He scored against the Villa under sevens or something the other week. Um <laughs> So I quite like him when he when he plays in that advanced role. So I think he's maybe not the worst bet in the world for for some sort of involvement. But again, I'd fancy him to play both games. There's a minimum of four points, even if he doesn't contribute. And then moving forward, I've got Bamford and Antonio um, as my strikers just now. Bamford obviously only playing the ones, but I'm hoping that he can get on the score sheet against Brighton and maybe pick up some bonus points as well. And I've got... 5.8 million for my other striker if I want to keep this team. So I'm looking at either Rodriguez, Rodriguez, Musi, Batshuayi, Rodrigo, Joe Linton, Ayu, Ianacho, Inketia, Benteke. Mitrovic. I would, I'd, I'd chuck a punt on Benteke to be honest. He's been playing well recently. <laughs> but they're playing Man City away. That's I think the only <laughs> that, game they've got. Is that the only so game Palace have got? Point? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tempted oh. to bring in De Cordova Reed. To be honest, I'm quite Bobby Reed. If you feel him, Bobby Reed at five point three million. Origi's five point two. I'm wondering if he maybe starts against Burnley ahead of Firmino, but if he gives him a rest, I don't know. But you know. <sighs> I'm quite liking De Cordova Reed 5.3 two home games I think he'll bag against somebody if he starts because I mean Fulham never really played with a striker I don't think the other day against Tottenham um, so it all depends on the Mitch, way Fulham line up has fallen so far so can, since not scored since <sighs> that, that penalty <laughs> for, the, so that for those that went aware spot. for those that went aware Alexander Mitrovic missed a penalty against Scotland which allowed this uh, 
the nation to advance their first our uh, first international tournament since uh, 1990, 1998. So, mm. how pleasing! We're going to the Euros. So we're we're, st- we're still waiting on uh, Jamie Jamie's striker pick. But... So that last striker is a bit up in the air. But that midfield five of oh, Fernandez, Salah, and De Bruyne in the middle is just oh, that, that's impressive. Very very lovely. I'd say I'd be scared, but I don't think there's much chance of me catching you. So I mean, not really arsed at this point, to be honest. One one yeah. person there's a chance of me catching is Stuart Garvey. Potentially, depending on what he says right now about his, his picks. Uh, so I've I've got Ederson and goals. Got the double game week. Um, my back four is Reguilon. I think it's been really good this season. Diaz spoken about Robertson. Still got Tierney in there. Maybe a bit mm. risky. Biscuit muscle. I did pick up those street street. Strijic, the the Leeds defender, because hmm. he he's only three point nine million, and they they're in a bit of a centre back crisis at the moment, so he could maybe be a, a last minute bring in. I've I've got captain De Bruyne in the middle of the pitch, double game week again. Youngman uh, Son because they play in Sheffield United. Suchek we spoke about. Um, Watkins, Harry Kane, and Timo Werner. I'm tempted to put Alexander Lacazette in for Timo Werner though. That's a shout to be fair. It's the double. That's that's the thing. Werner's probably yeah. gonna get more points across Fulham and Leicester. Well Fulham, he'll, get, he'll get he'll get four points. <laughs> no, he'll get three because he'll come off at half time against Leicester. <laughs> Do you think he actually starts? See if he doesn't start in, in Giroud or Abraham's favour, especially if it's a fully fit squad, then it'll probably be he probably wouldn't even get a shot yeah, on the left wing. I don't think he'll play yeah, both games, yeah. no. See, they have tempted because Lacazette's good at the moment. I don't know Lacazette's if there'll be one like, consistency yeah. across the front line. A potentially, Pulisic yeah. is the only consistency across the front line. <laughs> Until his hamstring goes again. <laughs> oh, no, I don't say that. I've, oh. I've also got Smith Rowe and Curtis Jones because they're both under 4.5 million. And I think, well, Jones has a double game week. I think he'll definitely play against either yeah. Burnley or United in some form, given the Liverpool injury crisis. And I think Smith Rowe's been really, really good since he's come through Arsenal. Yeah, that's a good pick, mate. Yeah, like rate, rate those two. Thank you. I did. I also had Saka, but I've gone with Suchek for double game week reasons. Yeah, yeah. I do really like Saka though as well. I kind of wish he was still counted as a defender. Right, my team's incomplete at the moment because I think I'm. I think I'm going to end up taking a points hit to um, swap a couple of people because I I, uh, I had Lloris in for the blank game week for there where they were playing Fulham and they did not keep me a clean sheet, so I've just moved him out for Ederson. Uh, so he's going to start for me. Uh, Melier, uh, the Leeds United keeper, he's my set. He's my backup. So I think I could see myself bench boosting this week. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Who's on the bench then? Well, I'll give you my full team, won't I, Jamie? Oh, carry up then. <laughs> uh, the five defenders I've got at the moment are Jal Cancelo, Andy Robertson, Kurt Zuma, Roman Saiz, and Kieran Tierney. But I could put it, I think I might move out one of them at least. Uh, my midfield consists of uh, Thomas Suchek, uh, Eberechi Eze, Bruno Fernandes, Mason Mount, and I had Pedro Neto, but I'm going to move him on because Wolves are only playing once. Granted, it's against West Brom, but who knows. In front three of Wilson, Antonio, and Harry Kane. Lovely. That sounds lovely, chat. Thanks, Sean. Th- thanks for the reaction to that team. I think Hurricane's a solo shot. <laughs> Thanks, Struan. Again, Sheffield. See, see in the current form that Tottenham are in, though. Yeah, that, that's one thing I did think about, to do, be honest. Do, do, and do you think there could be a slip up at Sheffield United? Because obviously they should walk over them. But we've, we've just kind of seen Spurs being a little bit iffy well, recently. I said, I said that Sheffield United would win the other night, and I said that they wouldn't lose any of their their next two games so one of them was Newcastle and I said that they would take something from from Spurs as well I've uh, obviously got rid of Son and Kane as well had them in before this game week but used the wild card and both were binned sacrificed shame right they might win the league cup they might win the league cup and that's all Jordan Mourinho can ask for because then he can start putting up his three fingers again to signify he's won it three times or something I don't know because he, lo- he loves an empty gesture, does Jose Mourinho. Well, he will be the first uh, Tottenham manager to win a trophy in over a decade, so you just know that'll be... That'll, be, that'll be what he rides, rides on like for the rest of his uh, career at Tottenham, definitely. If he does win it, of course. 
Yeah. Better than his treble at Man United, of course. <laughs> we were talking about this uh, yesterday, weren't we? We were chatting about it. Just the treble that was never actually a proper treble. Funny. The most B-Tech treble you could come up with. <laughs> 100%. Right, well, I think that is going to bring this episode of the Fancy Ramble to an end. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the Ramble wherever you get your podcast to make sure new episodes show up automatically on your feed. Follow us over on Twitter at Fancy Ramble to see all of our host predictions for this game week's fixtures. Make sure to also follow Energy Sport, that's ENRG Sport on Twitter. We've got a lot of content coming out over the, on the website over the next few weeks. We've been up in the ante, up in the ante in 2021. We're keeping uh, sports content flowing as much as we possibly can. We're getting new writers involved, so it's fantastic to see more content going up. Uh, thank you very much to uh, Struan, Jamie and Sean for joining me today. It's been a good one this week, boys. Make sure to check out the Football Roundup on Monday and Energy Extra Time next Thursday before we return on Friday as usual. Or a bit later, because I think the new game week doesn't kick off until a week on Tuesday. So a wee bit of a longer absence, but you're used to that. We've just come back from Christmas. Uh, until we see you next time, my name is Jack Donnelly. This has been the Fancy Ramble by Energy Sport. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time.